Welcome to the Holocord Podcast. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the hollow court podcast i'm here with bill riley you and he's back dad steinman is back also known as jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) that's right that's another pizza pond i love it i love it you know what it is about pizza ponds it's all about the delivery Oh, good one. Well, thanks, guys. I'm going to head out after that one. <laughs> and also here we have a special guest, Dave Allen. What's going on, everybody? Uh, you might know him from the band Flannel, uh, Magnificent Birds of Prey, and also uh, Ron's Grunge-a-Palooza. Yeah, uh, thanks for joining us tonight, Dave. Yeah, thanks <clears> for having <throat> me, guys. It's awesome. Yeah, so uh, Grunge-a-Palooza, man, that's really turned into something special. It's a lot of fun, isn't it, man? Yeah, it's uh, it's wonderful to be a part of. But tell us about the inception of it. Like, how, what made you start Grunge Palooza? So, um, basically, when when Flannel was just really getting some footing, uh, I was like, man, you know, we should build a well, show. Let's pause real quick. Why don't you tell everyone what Grunge Palooza is? I guess I should start with what Flannel is, right? So people have. Yeah, that. let's let's start with your musical background. I don't have one. Uh, Interesting. <laughs> you know, I, I did music in high school. Um, mm-hmm. I was in bands and stuff, but I pretty much gave it up for about 15 years. And then I was like, something was missing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I literally used to sing in my garage with a microphone and, like, close my eyes and pretend that I had a crowd in front of me. Right. And, uh, you know, fast forward, all all the shitty stuff that happens and, and the good stuff in life. Mm-hmm. But uh, here we are doing it in real, real life. But... Uh, mm-hmm. With my best friend and, and uh, another friend of ours, uh, Luke, who's still in the band, um, mm-hmm. we started just playing. Um, kind of felt like something was missing and needed, so we started doing that. And just kind of by nature, I guess, um, it just drifted to like, hey, let's do like all 90s grunge. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it just. So, what's, kept... what's the timeline of this? Is this. So, this was about three and a half years ago. Actually, no. February will be four years ago that, that I actually picked up a microphone for the first time in, in about 15 years. And that was the inception of Flannel. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you know, we were doing a couple 90s tunes, and, and Luke mm-hmm. kind of had said, like, hey, yeah, you know, I think we should just do it. Like, just do, do that. And I was like, well, that works for me, <laughs> so right. so because it's really just my wheelhouse. It's all it's all the music I love. I mean, I, you know, classic rock is great and all that stuff. But this is where you know this is the shit that got me through. When it's where I was, your heart is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when you find your home in music, yeah, you stick with it. Yep. Yeah, I was literally um, like ten years old singing to um, you know the whole album of Ten from Pearl Jam over classic, and over and over again with those album. big old like 80s headphones that my dad had my yeah, stepmom awesome. turned me on to them and and, and mm-hmm. literally since then since the age of 10 they've been my favorite band that's great um so anyway um fast forward um we're starting to you know really enjoy what we're doing we got all this music mm-hmm. and 
I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta find some bands that number one I'd want to see, but that makes sense for what we're doing. You know, I was right. like, I'm not gonna get um, a Cure, the Cure cover band to come play with us. So, <laughs> so um, you know, lo and behold, I find White Limo, or as Clint would say, White Limo, <laughs> with his with his Philly accent, um, and uh, and I scouted them, um, you know, on the internet and everything, and. And we did uh, World Cafe Live upstairs, and it was awesome. Like, so were you just scouting them for that show, or was it like a... So it started... Were you already, like, pre-planning no, Grungapalooza? It, it started just for, like, that show, and then the next show I wanted another band to play with. And so, like, after getting a collection of these people uh, and bands that I, that I kind of got to know, um, that's kind of when I was like, well, I know all these bands. Let's do it. Let's put it together. And, and so it kind of started off, like... Um, Ardmore Music Hall was where the, the first Grunge Palooza was, and um, it kind of started as like a favor that was owed to to get that show there, um, and and the, like the talks were like, well, should we call it Grunge Get In? No, that's too metal, <laughs> you know. And and so it was like, well, you know, Lollapalooza was was the thing in the '90s, so it just made right. sense, like grunge palooza right. and and so the the first one happened and i and i literally um the only band i did not personally go and recruit and find was purple to the core mm-hmm. um so the first one was flannel last exit from new york um purple to the core flannel last exit it was white limo love killed kurt and i think was that it i think that was it that it was, was five it. five mm-hmm. bands and uh, if i'm forgetting anyone i'm so sorry um no, I think that that was it. Right? I think that I'm was pretty it. sure. Yeah. Yeah. There was no way else in chains. No, not yeah. And, and 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 so it was, to my surprise, it was great. It was a big hit. Right. Um, uh, the the venue was incredibly. Trust happy. me, to my surprise, it was a huge <laughs> hit too. So. Well, you know, you guys came through because you you guys had sold the most um, consignment tickets, so you guys were a big part of that. Um, so you know, after that, I'm trying to make this thing grow. So I'm like, I need an Alice in Chains band. So I'm like. Again, I'm back to the internet. I'm trying to find what's what. Right, what's the 90s yeah. of that Alice yeah, Exactly. You know? and, and so at this point, I'm starting to put this idea together. Like, man, like I, I've got the New York band. And I, and, I, and I found Last Exit because I wanted Flannel to get up to New York. Like, I might as well do like try to do show swaps, you know? Right. right. It's a great idea. So at this point, it, it was different. It wasn't about Flannel getting a show swap, though that would be in the cards hopefully too. Mm-hmm. But it was about... Hey, well, we can grow north now. Let's grow. Find a way if we can do this and grow south. So I went out to. I, I drove about an hour and a half to go see those guys, um, and and amazing. I mean, they had a different singer then. Uh, he was excellent, also. Um, Daryl's an amazing singer, mm-hmm. amazing guy, and, and I think I think that's what makes this whole thing tick. Is everyone we play with is a bunch of good dudes and girls as it as it is. Right, right. Um, and, and it doesn't work otherwise because like we're all rooting each other on and, and singing along and, and having a good time if there was like like legitimate competition you could forget about it or yeah, or, or or if a band was a bunch of dicks like i, I don't want to work with them i don't want them the part of this kind of and it's become yeah. family right. um right you nobody to towards the greater good yeah. like backstage you guys don't know but dave and i know we're all just friends like we all it's all love backstage it, it right. is after we're done playing it there's so many compliments and they're not like bullshit 
like fake compliments. Like these were legitimately right, rooting everybody yeah. on. Yeah, and, and it's all bro hugs back there, and uh, and, <laughs> right, and, right. and and then the, there is an exception to the rule. So the, the one person that kind of came out and found me was Jason, who does Super Unknown. Yeah, and that guy is incredible. Yeah, he is Listen, we mentioned him on the one our first podcast. He. He, this is kind of like my, my phrase, he legitimizes what we're doing. Because a lot of people come out and they're like, eh, whatever, you know, I'll go check this thing out. Right. From the first note he sings out of his mouth, people are like, holy shit, oh, this is Yeah, legit. you need to oh. stop and pay attention yeah, to what exactly. he's doing right And he, he gets them like that. They're just, they're locked in. And, and immediately people are like, oh, it's going to be like that tonight. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and it just creates this energy. He sets the bar super high. He for does. Him, he's he's amazing, and and that's the beautiful part, man. Everybody's talented, and we've had a couple other bands um, fill in. We had a band called Evil mm -hmm. uh, come up in in Lancaster. They oh, do. That's the they, they do live. Black Sabbath band. Yeah, live. Big Dave, a band that that uh, Vinny and I were in in high school. Their bass player sang for our band. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. And and uh, and and Manhole, <clears throat> who is kind of a collaboration of members in other stuff. Um, has oh, played no, with you're us talking too. about the live tribute yeah, band. Yeah, the live oh, tribute I'm, band. I was yeah, thinking yeah. of the Black Sabbath tribute band of Dig Dave. Forget hey, what I was Get them out of here, guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fuck up. But, uh, you know, and, and we'll do that. And I think as this thing grows, we might kind of invite a local band who's doing something similar to, to, to join. But right now, um, it, it's it's just taken on a life of its own, and it's it's been a joy and it's been therapy you know getting back into music uh, it gets all the the junk out you know what right. i mean when i'm up there singing for everyone and i'm not up there trying to be eddie vetter i'm not up there because because flannel does everybody you know if i'm not playing with purple to the core or sea of sorrow you know any of those guys we we do everybody but um we don't do everybody when we're playing with those bands but like i'm not trying to emulate any one singer but what we do try to do is emulate that energy that was grunge you know so you know whether it be jumping around like a crazy person or you know who who knows what you never know what you're going to get out of any of these bands and that's what makes it exciting right i could tell you firsthand when uh i went to that armor music hall show mm -hmm. and from the first band going on, which was Purple to the Core, I believe. My band, yeah. Um, there was like some kind of emotion that came over me that brought me back to a time that I was like, wow. Like, I got goosebumps right now talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, I felt like a teenager again. And then, like, I started to remember, like, uh, what all those songs meant to me at a time. Yeah, for real. And, I like, mean... it was that whole night was a super emotional night i remember he's time. like he came up to me at the end of the show he's like this is the best night of my whole fucking life uh, <laughs> yeah and it was like just like you know other than you know other stuff i'm not going to bring up but um that would probably say that like that's in the top three things and, and we get that i mean people i never starting this i was just filling in on guitar for purple of the core <laughs> it was only supposed to be a one-show gig, and now right. I'm, like, fully engulfed in the whole right. process. And I remember, like, making fun of you for it. I'm like, oh, you're in right. some fucking cover band. Like, okay, <laughs> whatever. I was making, my, making fun of myself <laughs> for it. Um, Just because you didn't have any idea what you were in for. I didn't at all. <laughs> oh, I remember Brian said, I like, never thought we would get that kind of a reaction. Yeah. I remember at, at Brian was like, eh, this is probably it for us. You know, I don't know if we're mm -hmm. going to keep doing it. <laughs> it right. was over, and I was like, 
dude, please, please keep this band going. Please. It was only over because everybody quit. And I was a fill-in, Ron was the fill-in, and uh, Eric was the fill-in. Like, we were just filling in for the show because I think he already promised it to you. Mm. Right. And, and for he, guys and he, that never played with each other, ever. That was the other thing with us. You guys were so, so I met, tight. I met Ron the night before yeah, we, we played I, the I, show. I, Eric, I've, I've known for a little while, but I, I don't really talk to him too much, and... Uh, we literally just practiced the night before. I, I I actually was told that for the first time like a week or two ago. I was like, oh my god, dude, for real. <laughs> um, yeah, for the Baltimore show, we didn't even rehearse. So from Virginia to Baltimore, you know, and that and that's the thing. It, it, it's we all have such faith in everybody now. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I used to really stress about you know a lot of things. Are people going to show up? Are people going to uh, you know? be professional this that like right. right now i just go and i have fun you know it's stressful building the event to make sure that people are, are coming and and that that's chiefly my responsibility but um I, I don't i don't stress about the day of show stuff anymore like it's just it's no, a when, joy. when the results have proven themselves to be that good i mean i've been to i went to the ardmore music hall show mm-hmm. i went to uh, was it the grape room i went to yeah well the great room wasn't a grunge palooza gig that was just an off game oh, that's right that we was, played that, that was white limo yeah okay yeah you yeah. didn't go to we easton to, though no yeah. i did not make it to easton that one i couldn't do yeah. but i went Hell, to man. uh right i went to the queen down in delaware i mean mm-hmm. and and all the times i saw these guys play whether it was grunge palooza whether it was you guys in I mean, I mean, it was just phenomenal. Really, I, I can be sense. honest. Like, I thought, like, Armour Music Hall, I'm like, oh, just people wanted to come out tonight. Like, great. After this, like, I don't know how it could be this big again. <laughs> and then we played the Queen. You guys put on great Or no, sets. no, we played Underground Arts. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Like, another packed out crowd. And then we played the Queen, another packed out crowd. And right. then we're going to Virginia. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I was talking to Brian on the ride-up. I'm like... Hours and hours from home, you know. Six hours from home, different state. Like, I just don't know if people are going to come out. Dude, that first night, full crowd. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's like, a wonderful experience. What are we doing right? And then uh, the same thing. Like, this can't happen again, like, in Richmond. There's no way. <laughs> and again, it happens. Yep. It, it's, it's just amazing. It really is. And, and it's and we built go, on nostalgia. And then we go to Baltimore. Same thing. I remember having a conversation with you, and you're like, oh, "I don't know, man. I'm really worried about the crowd tonight." It's just a wonderful. And then, like, it, when you're when you're right. giving the people something so good, so pure, and emotion, like Vinny was saying, you know, you bring them back to his teenage years. That's going to happen for a lot of people, and they're going to want that nostalgia as often as possible. I tell you what, that's actually why I keep going it's, every time. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a great night out. I mean, if nothing else, it's just fun to go out for the night. But, mm-hmm. I, I mean, when you stop and watch the show, watch these bands, I mean, Purple to the Core, mm-hmm. amazing. Flannel, amazing. Uh, Super Unknown, great. White Limo, great. I love Kill. Everybody. All right. Everybody goes out, and they just crush it every time. Yeah, and, and it's about not just entertaining people that are intimately familiar with this music, like... I know with Love Killed Kurt, a, a kid walked away with John's smashed guitar, and <laughs> I saw him leave the Queen, and he had this smile on his face, like like he just won the lottery. I yes, mean, you just introduced yeah. this kid. Oh, he's hooked. He's hooked life for life to, to grunge. Exactly yes. right. I mean, it, it's the same thing with that little girl in um in oh, Norfolk. Oh, and yeah. that was you, man. That you, was me you, playing you, with you the girl. Made that yeah. happen. <laughs> 
Well, no, you made that. Well, you made I, it I happen. I may have brought her up there and kind I just of, happened to have my rig set up and be well, ready to play. Why don't you tell the story? So, well, why don't Dave tell the story? Because he has the <laughs> legitimate story of how he got that little girl to play drums. And then I just happened to be a bystander on the side of the stage. <laughs> so, so I basically get OCD only when it comes to music. So, like, if someone comments, I try to at least like or respond blah 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 so i had seen somebody uh post um you know me and my daughter she became a drummer because she loves this music or something i was like well shit bring her on stage and let's let's have her do a solo and she's like ha 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 like no seriously i said message me and we'll figure this out so she did and um uh, she was so cute she was really nervous because the drum set only had one rack tom and she's used to two and she's i think she's 11 or something like that yeah so this is not this is not a professional drummer by any stretch when she got up there it was funny because like she held the sticks and then she like like had to reach her arm out to like check the length of each like drum and then like went to the cymbals didn't hit anything just like had to figure it out and she's like okay i'm good so so she starts going and i'm and i'm standing side stage and, and bill's behind me he's like dude i got my wireless on do you you want me to want me to start playing along i'm like Hell yeah, once you start playing along. <laughs> so he goes up there and just gives like a nice real crunchy riff. And she, all of a sudden, she's like in the zone. And she mm-hmm. was just hitting it. And the audience loved it. And, you know, that's that's what it is, man. We're trying to make memories for people. Even though the show's based on nostalgia, we're trying to create new memories and, and make every show have something unique. We brought a kid up at the Queen mm-hmm. um, who who played zombie with us, 14-year-old kid named Jaden. Right, I remember that. Um and and he he nailed it. I mean, it's just every show has something unique about it. Right, I completely agree. So after the Armour Music Hall, or going up to the Armour Music Hall, was it planned to be more than that, or was that just the one-time gig? And because of how good that did, you were like, let's take this one step further. I had hoped um, that it, it it would be something. Mm-hmm. I thought at least like, hey, we all now know each other. We all can pull from each other for other shows and this that. But when I saw the response of of the people, I was like, yeah, this this mm-hmm. shit's happening. So I, I literally within within two weeks, I had put in to make it a business because you gotta you're gonna do it, you gotta do it right because right. yeah. the, the the tax ra- <laughs> the tax ramifications. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so so basically, it had to be done, and, and the trademarking of everything, and um, it's so so grunge to talk about the business side of it, right? Oh, but yes. Yes. I, I saw I didn't even know this. You're a legit business. It is now. it is it is because so this is like like warp tour, like the it, same it, similar kind of. Yeah, I mean they're obviously on a different level yeah, for, now. for now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Give um, it time. <laughs> but but yeah, it is. It's um it, it is totally legitimized because um basically the 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 venue writes me a check and if mm-hmm. I don't do that, guess what? Uncle Sam's going to ask Dave Allen to pay the taxes on that income i'm like uh <laughs> that can't happen so so partly by necessity it, it it came about that way but um it just it just made sense to kind of protect what we're doing all right i gotta ask you this here we go <laughs> do you plan on or in the sometime in the future do you plan on getting this Palooza out to Seattle. You know what's funny? I had um, I had I had someone message me who who kind of does something similar, but it's it's like with people that try to 
look the part. Right. Um, I don't. I didn't look too far into it, but it's like he he kind of wanted to to partner up, and I'm like, I, the first thing I thought of was like, remember that Blues Traveler video where it's Fat John Popper and his band backstage playing the real music, and <laughs> right. then like the Pretty Boy band. I'm like, <laughs> it, it really was a turnoff to me. And and listen, you know those those impersonators who do that, Prince, all of them, good for them. Right. Um, it, it, it's it's great. To me, it adds an element that is kind of tacky. Like for us, I think everyone can would agree. It's it's about the music, mm-hmm. and, right? And, yeah, and, and, you're and, not you know, trying to be the people. You're just going out yeah. playing the tunes, having. The Although same John from Love Kill Kurt looks like Kurt Cobain, and I don't think he tries to do it. He does. That's, that's he just doesn't. who he is. Yeah, and Clint, Clint, Clint looks like Dave Clint Grohl for sure. Yeah, he's... I mean, Clint's as ugly as all get out. So I mean, <laughs> I love you, Clint. I'm just kidding. Um, but but yeah, no nobody's there throwing on wigs, you know, you know, doing anything out of the ordinary to try and be it. So. Would I, dude? I'll 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 well, go I'll hold, go to your grandma's with backyard the exception, and play. With the exception <laughs> of manhole, though. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, <laughs> he wears a dress, but <laughs> that's hence, like hence manhole. I, yes. I think that's a whole different situation. Yeah. he's not like trying to. He's still not trying to be Courtney Love with with it, right. you know. He's it, putting on a dress for comical. Yeah. Oh, he's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Next time you get to see them play, listen to the stuff he mutters under his breath, because people will like. You know, they're they're teasing him, but like the stuff he says, I can't even like. Even though this is a podcast and I can curse, I won't even repeat. Like you just, <laughs> you, you, you need you need to come out. He's hilarious, John. John, when I met John, has like he's like a little lotus blossom man. Like when I met John, he was like you know very quiet and his demeanor was just like yeah you know this is this is what I do and dude now that guy is a riot. Mm-hmm. He's just totally out of his shell and and. and and that's another awesome thing, man. The best part about this is not just playing for those people, but it, it really is the friends that I've made. Uh, it, it's it's awesome H- hanging out with you guys tonight. I mean, it's right. just an example. It's it's been incredible. But to, to the the long of the short of it is, uh, yes, absolutely, I would go to Seattle and do it if it were done right. Because my my fear is that that's the legitimate, you know. We can't of fuck it all up began. there. Right. Yeah, that's you, the you, mecca. That's the you, holy land. It, it for is. Brunch. It is. It is. And and but I feel like I would take that show there, our show there, before I would take a bunch of like actor lookalikes because I think that that is borderline um, wrong. It's wrong to do. Yeah. Like I don't think you're honoring the memory of right. of the people that did what they did. Uh, and as where I think that's exactly what we're doing. Right. And. and and we add a twist of our own element to it as well. Yes. So, and I think I think like, you know, like I could pretend I know Kurt Cobain or knew Kurt Cobain. It's like, I think if someone's throwing on a wig and and did him, he'd be like, that is so lame. Yeah, that is so lame. <laughs> right. But it, but if someone if he if if he knew someone was up there just literally doing it because the love for his music, right? Like John, like John, yes. um, it, 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 he would totally be like, I'm okay with that. You know, so so to go to Seattle uh, under the right conditions, absolutely, I would. Yeah, I think yeah. that would be sick, just crazy. I'll dude. call the show box tomorrow, man. <laughs> see, see if you can make this happen, Dave. Come on now. <laughs> so, what are the future, like long-term plans and short-term plans for Grunchapalooza? So, um, we kind of have this idea of. Um, we want to continue north and south 
um, but we do need to start kind of going out west a bit more. So we have mm-hmm. this um, this thing out in Pittsburgh getting ready to roll. Uh, I'm actually in talks right now with um, someone out in Cincinnati who wants to book it in Cincinnati, and I think let me make sure I say it right, Louisville. Um, <laughs> Louisville. Yeah, my, my buddy Chris wants to punch me in the face every time I, I say Louisville. So, um, but yes, yeah, so I think, you know, it's word of mouth between talent buyers because they all they all can check the, the computer. Hey, what are the numbers for this this group? Mm-hmm. Um, so, we'll we'll take it wherever as long as it makes sense. Uh, and and that that's kind of where we're trying to figure out how we manage expenses uh, while we're trying to make this thing grow. <clears throat> right, so um, how are you even getting in contact with these these talent buyers? Like, I mean, I know you got the, had had the Armor Music Hall was um was a favor. It's <laughs> kind of a favor, it was yeah. A favor. Um, but how did it go after that? So you know, John and I have kind of partnered up with a lot of this. Um, he oh, and John he, works at the Electric. He, factory. He's he yeah he works for the Electric Factory. Mm-hmm. So just through the nature of what he does, he's met a lot of people. So a lot of times they'll be like, hey. I planted a seed here, uh, you know, go get them, cowboy, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. um, so I'll take it and run. Um, other times it's like, hey, we had a successful show here. Um, so I may message somebody back and say, hey, who do you know in this part of town? And they'll pass me along because I can never guarantee that a show that we're going to put on is going to be a killer success. Not every night's going to be the queen, right? right. But they know how hard we, I, I and we work to promote it. So, so it's never going to be we just sit on our ass when we have a show book. And we just and, hope and, people and, and show yeah, up. It, it, you know, whether it be financially, you know, getting ads and stuff up and running. But I think one of the things that really helps is the responding to every, every single share, every one since this started. I have literally written back, thanks, Sharon. We appreciate the share. Everyone and and, it's, and that speaks volumes. It'll let, it'll make them do it again. It, they'll, it, they'll appreciate that. It creates kind of a an interpersonal relationship, and and it's partly by design because I understand how it works. Like I want them to feel that connection because they're going to come out and say, mm-hmm. "Yeah, oh, that's so cool." The the singer mm-hmm. of flannel or the grunge palooza guy messaged me, or he you know hit me. And yeah, personalized message goes a long way. It, it does just makes them want to help you even more, which but, is a wonderful thing. And it's not even just about that, but that is a huge part of it. But it's just kind of who I am. Like I enjoy it. You know, like people come and ask me for my autograph. I'm like, dude, really? <laughs> Let me get a selfie. Okay, great, man. I'll sure, but people, you know, people sign who sign my shirt, do this, do that. It's like, it's it's amazing, and I get to pretend for a few hours every 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 so often, and it, mm-hmm. it's it's amazing. It's amazing. So, so from, humbled and grateful. From Ardmore Music Hall, which was a favor, to now, you know, I saw this, I guess, the other week on Facebook to having. You know your event advertised on a billboard in Atlantic City. <laughs> yeah. In Atlantic City, that's insane. Yeah, coming up in the world. Uh, it, it was actually advertised on probably about thirty-five electronic billboards, and it played about every five minutes. In fact, the coolest part is it played during the um, Atlantic City Air Show. Right. So, I mean, I don't know how many people pay attention to it, but the fact is, there's almost half a million people on that boardwalk while that mm-hmm. was going on. And so they're all looking up. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I, this, that, the advertising they did for that show was, was amazing. And, you know, did that come out of your pocket or did they just do that? I did own? not. In fact, um, it was so cool. Cause like friends and family live out that way. P- 
people would message me or message John and say, dude, I just heard your ad on the radio. I'm like, there's an ad on the radio? Oh, I just watched your billboard. There's a billboard? And, and you know, it was it was awesome to see. And, and that's the cool thing, too. It's like that particular show had White Limo, Flannel, and Love Killed Kurt. Um, but it's it's still representing everyone who does grunge palooza right. so mm-hmm. e- even those bands who can't make it they're still absolutely with us and, and part of everything and um even flannel did a um a show at the tla with white limo and i i invited brian to come if he wanted to sing he couldn't make it but john came up to do a couple songs um every, everyone was kind of welcome to come because it's, mm-hmm. it's it is it's that family environment at right. this point right i think we're all just intertwined yep. musically yep <clears throat> a wonderful thing yeah so you've branched off and i'm sorry go ahead well i was gonna ask you dave uh how old were you when you went to your first concert my first concert was oh god was kenny g (laughs) um great first right my i actually got to touch him on the shoulder jealous (laughs) (laughs) um not wash your hand ever again (laughs) my uh my mom took me to that and you know it it Believe it or not, like obviously I'm not the world's biggest Kenny G fan. I was probably eight, nine or so. Um, but he he came out into the audience and on a wireless and went through the entire audience. He looked like the fucking Pied Piper, man. People following him around. Um, you know, but I do that same thing. You know, it, it's that showmanship. Um, right, a good showman is a good showman. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I watched the crowd one time. The, the, our last show. <laughs> the, the first rock concert I saw was actually um, Silverchair with Fuel before anyone knew who Fuel was. Uh, they opened Very for nice. them at the Electric Factory. Um, so for me to actually get to play the Electric Factory stage was so badass. Um, like to be back in that green room. I mean, so many legends have played that stage. And that, and that's the that's the amazing thing. Like we were just talking earlier about we you know, we played in the Norva and they have this incredible green room, but you know, you should see the wall of drum heads that are signed by the bands that played there telling us that yeah, Prince Prince was hanging out and sitting right where you were sitting and all all these people and it's it there's just nothing like it. It's just great to hear things like that because it makes you feel like, you know, you're doing something right if you're hanging out in a place like this. Yep. Yep, Sea of Sorrow took a picture, that's the Alice in Chains tribute, mm-hmm. took a picture of them um, with the Alice in Chains drum head, like, but they're all around it, like you see their faces. <laughs> it's like, this is so cool. Or, or you know, uh, Ram's head, Chris Cornell played there. Right. right. So, so Jason, that's the first thing he said, he's like, I can't believe I'm standing here doing this when, when Chris was here doing it. And, and that, that to me is, speaks volumes because we all have that, like that... It is absolutely for everybody involved. There's an emotional aspect to this music. Nobody's up there saying, "We're gonna make so much money doing this." <laughs> it, right. it, it is absolutely for a love and respect for for that music, and it totally comes across to yeah. every person. Yeah, from who watches I mean, it. I've stood in the audience before, and I can tell you, nobody is phoning it in. I, I mean, I it's think just all we're really worried about because we're fucking adults and we have to is like making sure we break even. Yeah, I think that that's it. Nobody wants to make any more than that. Yeah, like well, whatever. No, I whatever, want to. Whatever, what, I want to make whatever, more. Than whatever that. comes after is, yeah. is nice and like welcomed for sure. Yeah. But as long as we break even, like nobody's bitching. That's the necessity. Like, that's right. What we're must we're completely cool. Yeah. So then it like it's just the love of actually playing and the love of each other and and which right, right. which, which I, I again I know I've said a couple times but that 
that is a huge part of it because you know even myself i'm i'm not raking it i'm not taking any anything off the top to do this i mean i i try to get my expenses covered you know what i mean but like i do this not just because of the crowd but i I just want to chill with these guys you know and girls i'm sorry love you guys (laughs) (laughs) so you've branched off and done metal palooza now yeah metal palooza what made you do that was that just trying to strengthen the brand or what was I mean, how did that come about it was it was an amalgam of things uh, an amalgam <laughs> let me tell you what that is uh, <laughs> i was waiting i was i was gonna call you out on that it, elaborate yeah. so uh, it was a collection of ideas of what i wanted to do and 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 you guys are the metal aficionados um my i'm like i scratched the surface of of metal but i the good thing is i like all different types of metal like I'll listen to Metallica, I'll listen to Ghost, you know what I mean? So, like, I kind of hit all aspects of it, but, like, you guys could talk circles around me and I wouldn't have a clue. But, <laughs> but so what I did is I was like, well, you know, what metal bands would I want to see? So the, uh, the Metal Palooza started off with um, Orion, who's awesome, awesome, awesome band in and Philadelphia. They're the Metallica tribute, yeah, right? they're Metallica. Uh, it started with um, Ghoul, which is Ghost, but they they had to bail. They had um, some some issues. Um, we we added a um, uh, wow, God, what was uh, uh, they weren't called Ace of Spades. What were they called? Uh, it was a Motorhead tribute. Motorhead right? tribute, yeah. yeah. And I can't I can't think of. I'm so sorry, Chris. Uh, I've known you since high school, man. I can't think of your, your band's name, but um, Godsmacked was there, who I've actually kind of wanted to bring into Grunge Palooza at times too, because they kind of float that. I mean, they're an Al- that's how Godsmack started, was an Alice in Chains tribute band. Right. Hence the name. Um, so, uh, and, and a bunch of other bands. And that show was really, really good. There was not a ton of people there, because I think, I think the metal was so broad. Like, there were so many different types of metals that I didn't attract, quote, a metalhead. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. like, don't get me wrong. There was plenty of metalheads there, but it, there was just so many people or so many different types that it was tough but one of the things that struck me um and 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 there's a difference because none of those bands really knew each other save one or two um but the camaraderie that was so prevalent from day one with grunge palooza wasn't really there um so much um with metal palooza and and it and and not to, that's not a knock on them. They, most of these guys never met each other, but it just was another thing to reaffirm kind of the the love we all have for each other. Right. Yeah. I think what, that's what you, one place where you guys got really lucky, yeah. just in the sense that I mean, you guys all just just found great people in these bands. And I do have to give a special shout out to Critical Acclaim. Um, I I literally searched everywhere to find an Avenged Sevenfold tribute band. I I searched Philadelphia nothing i searched pennsylvania nothing i searched like the tri-state area nothing i was like well fuck it let's search the entire country (laughs) i couldn't find one so the next thing i branch out is there's two in quebec city in canada quebec city has two yet i can't find one anywhere (laughs) it's wild so so i messaged those guys and and they were like, well, yeah, I mean, and we'll we'll come out, but it's so funny because he they all speak French, right? And, and so we did our best to try to communicate in English because I don't speak any French, but um, they they came, sure as shit, man, they came and they rocked it. They were they were phenomenal, and I'll tell you That's what wonderful. else, the Pantera tribute band, 
Dude, I don't know. I probably know like truthfully like three to five Pantera songs. This guy right here is a huge. I mean, pan- I I, I respect fan. the hell out of of them because of their contributions to guitar and drums. Yeah. Uh, you know, with everything going on, so. Um, I, I like I can go out right now. I want to go buy every Pantera album there is because these guys killed it, and that everybody everybody killed it. All the bands were phenomenal, um, but especially check out Orion because they're 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 really local. Mm-hmm. The Motorhead, Born to Lose. Thank you, Chris. You, 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 you send that to me. Uh, he was you know, with you in spirit, right? Yeah. Um, they they're they're also local, and and of course Brian Brian's Tool Band Vicarious, Vicarious played. Yep. Um, which is some really amazing musicians. They also do um, a Rage Against the Machine uh, thing that, that we played with as well, um, which will probably at some point come out to a Grunge Palooza. But, uh, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal night of music. So do you think the poor turnout could have also been that some of these bands are like too young to have tributes and people caring about tributes when they can still kind of see the, the real band every couple months? I mean that might be the case. I think I think um, like Metallica is still coming a lot, and yeah. so is uh, Avenged Sevenfold. Um, obviously, you don't have Tool happening all that much, but you should. I mean, right, right. Jesus, don't get me started on that. That's <laughs> yeah, for another podcast. Yeah, um, it, it could be. You know, I don't want to give the representation that, that nobody was there. I mean, first off, the crowd that was there was mm-hmm. way into it. Uh, they got they got an amazing show. That's great. Um, there, but there was probably uh, 125 people there, give or take. So my um, poor turnout, I really meant like poor in comparison to what Grunge yeah. has done. Yeah, because you know what? It, it's also was, was a different venue in the middle of summer. So mm-hmm. you, you never know. Summer's really a gamble um, with, with what's going to happen. So it, what it all I, depends who's in the neighborhood at the moment. Yeah, it you know, really does. I mean, everybody could just pick up and go to the beach or maybe yep. not. I, I, would, I would try it again. I would I would yeah, definitely try it again, but I think if I were to revisionist history, you know, I would probably maybe focus in on one specific brand of metal. You know, I was just thinking that too. I was thinking like, what if you were to get like a tribute, basically to like the big four, right? Which That's would be like right Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, and Slayer. Mm-hmm. And they're doing they're doing something very similar to that with another Metallica band that we played. We actually did like a little mini tour with um which was called fade to black and they're out of baltimore um real real good dudes as well and and phenomenal musicians um and they're doing that down there um it it it, it, again i would definitely try it again Uh, right now my focus obviously is is growing this grunge palooza thing but that's something on my on my plate as well brian consistently asks me to uh start a lamb of god tribute with him (laughs) (laughs) like almost every time metal palooza's Mentioned, he's like, "Hey, you ready to do that Glam of God trip you get?" Like, well, uh, we'll get Chris Adler to back it up. Apparently, right. apparently, uh, he came out to a Grunge Palooza. That's that's the rumor. So that, that is the rumor. I didn't see him, but uh, you got to get Mike Lars back on the drums, and we'll consider it. <laughs> I'm not considering doing any more tributes, dude. This really? Is, yeah. Unless the, the Silver Chair tribute, I'll play bass for that. Okay, that's dude, good. I will rock you some <laughs> Daniel Johns, man. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh yeah, I think that might be uh, all we have for you. Is there uh, anything coming up in the Grunge-a-Palooza world that's, uh, that you'd like to... Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'll start with the Philly stuff, just because mm-hmm. that's kind of, I think, home base here. So, 
um, September 8th, uh, less than a week away, we're doing our very first um, Unplugged event. And it's literally like in the style of Nirvana Unplugged, Alice in Chains Unplugged, uh, STP, and so on and so forth. And um, Flannel's lucky in the regard that we don't have to be you know, kind of tied down to one specific artist. So we have some surprises in store, but um, it's the first time and it's a total branch off because I think one of the things that makes the show successful is the energy. So this will be different. It'll be a chance for us to show the musicianship, which is totally there. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's definitely a a different way to experience Grungapalooza. So um, kind of coming off of that in in February, we have, which is also very exciting, we have a two-night back-to-back show at underground arts first night being unplugged and the second night being the full bore metal or metal yeah uh, (laughs) full full bore electric Um, but what's kind of cool about that is we're trying some new things like branding the packages so like if you want to come both nights it's like the Kurt Cobain package. It's the Eddie Vedder package. If you want to come just one night, it's the it's the it's the Scott Stapp. I'm just kidding. No, there's no. <laughs> there. um, Scott Weiland. Um, you know, so each each kind of ticket has its own name, and I'm seeing if that can kind of latch on and grow. Because uh, I think I think I think and I hope that if we do this one well uh, in February, the next stop just might be the electric factory which um you know it would be a very very big deal so yeah, that uh should be awesome yeah i actually do have one more question about uh other paloozas do you plan on doing any more sub paloozas sub paloozas like folk palooza oh that's or funny. Like i was thinking the same jazz thing. palooza <laughs> like a sub genre of the palooza. i just want to line up six kenny g tribute acts right. and just let them roll <laughs> oh just a night full a, a night full of kenny, kenny. Oh, yeah Maybe you know, maybe a Kenny Rogers, a Kenny G, mm-hmm. a Kenny Palooza. Uh, yeah, a Kenny Palooza. You know, I, I don't. <laughs> Kenny know. Wayne Shepherd. <laughs> yeah, hey. dude, they rock, man. I saw them with BB King at the Man years ago. That was an amazing show. Anyway, yeah, I would, uh, I would, I would try. Like I did think of like Punkapalooza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't know if I can get away with that. Um, but you know, other bands that I'm looking to pull in at some point, I'd love to have a Radiohead tribute band. There's one in New York. Um, that I've spoken to, uh, a Green Day tribute band, and and like they're floating, they're not really grunge, you know, obviously, but they, who who loved Radiohead, who loved Green Day, it, it, yeah, they had their own punk fans, they had their own whatever you want to call Radiohead. I don't even know how to characterize them because mm-hmm. every album's different, but yes, but it, at the end of the day, all those bands were loved by grunge fans right like that to me is is that was their audience because a lot a lot of true punk people didn't really want to get into green day no right um but the grunge fans ate them up some green day Mm -hmm. um so those are a couple of the bands i'd like to to kind of have on board at some point because you can't keep rolling out um the same stuff always like even flannel will at some point have to sit out even though we can be that diverse we can do green day um silver chair whomever um Beastie Boys, we and we do it. <laughs> that was phenomenal, Eric. <laughs> and that was phenomenal. So, uh, but yeah, so I think I think that's where really my main energy is. But I think if I were to take another stab at it, the next one would probably be another Metal Palooza. All right, it's already established. Yeah, and see where I can take that. It's awesome. I think uh, fair. we can get to fuckery of the day now. Oh yes. It's you ready time. for that, Dave? I'm ready for that. All it's right. time. Fuckery of the day. <laughs> dun dun dun. 
Hey everyone, this is Bill jumping in here real quick to let you know that we are giving away two Grungapalooza t-shirts courtesy of our guest this week, Dave Allen. All you have to do is listen until the end of the episode for the word of the day given to you by Dave himself. Once you hear it, be one of the first to comment that word on the post with the picture of the t-shirts, which will be posted to Facebook and Instagram, and we will message you to figure out how to get them to you. Thanks for listening. Back to the show. All right. Benny, you going first? Yeah, I'll go first. Fuck it. Uh, let's see. Starting, uh, I saw this article a few days ago, actually on the 28th of August, uh, that there is a sex doll brothel coming to Toronto, Canada. And by the way, if you heard my last fuckery of the day in the first podcast, also from Canada. So Canada, what's going on? Yeah, hats off to you there, uh, guys. <laughs> you know, there's a sex doll. I'm sorry to interrupt you, man, but there's a sex doll that will tell you no. I'm like, get out of what here. What the fuck? If I'm spending whatever dollars it is to, to get a sex doll, yeah, like it literally shuts down, whatever that means. Whatever shutting down means, like you oh, have you man. have to like talk to it. I'm like... You have to, like, put in Doesn't work? that defeat the purpose of a sex doll? I mean, I guess, I guess <laughs> that would be the only reason I would get a sex doll. So I don't got to put in any work. Yeah, I just want to do my thing and get the fuck on. So, <laughs> so, so there, there, there are two modes of thought here, according to what uh, I understand, is that you know they could use that for like educational purposes. But apparently, there is a whole subgenre of men who get off, pardon the pun, on being rejected and having to like earn it, so to speak. So that is the philosophy behind this doll that will Google it. Google that shit. It's real. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't I, know I, that I even want to. I <laughs> guess to each their own. I guess everybody has a fetish for something. I don't know I why, so. why I thought about one of our best friends. <laughs> and uh, him just being like, uh, 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 I, I need an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so I read more about this fuckery and right we had talked about it and i right. i did see that as well but um this first article i saw in the huffington post and it said that these aura uh aura dolls which they call them uh it says uh which will operate next to a nail salon and a dry cleaner in the shopping center promises to bring its patron its patrons excuse me i can't talk tonight an exciting new way to achieve their needs in quotes, without many restrictions. And I'd like to try to discuss about that. Like, how do you just have this in the middle of some business park or I believe shop, there's also like, a massage parlor right, in that right. plaza as I, well. I, I don't think... It's like, yeah, I'm going to run in here into GameStop, and then I'm going to run to this, you know... <laughs> Aura Dolls. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's a, a strip club right next to an Ikea in Philly, so... Well, it's not like the right location. next door. Oh, it's right next door. It's not. It's close enough. It's close. <laughs> it's a hop skip. It's a hop skip. <laughs> Might not have to jump, but it's a hop skip. This is like, all right, let me go, you know, drop off my dry cleaning and then, you know, go bang one out. <laughs> or get rejected. <laughs> yeah. right. We'll see how the day turns out. Well, the out. whole purpose of this, which I, I think it's a great, great idea, um, was well, not that the whole purpose, but I was reading in the article. It said uh, <clears throat> that they are trying to prevent 
men who have like violent and dark fantasies from actually seeking out them right. dark fantasies on a human. Right, yeah, I read the like, same Like, you want to do some dark shit, like this doll, it won't feel anything, it, it doesn't matter. Just like, do like some hostile shit, like that movie Hostile, yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah, some like real fucked up shit. Right, like, so you're going to walk into this thing and like go to see this one doll and the guy that used it before, you know, cut its oh. feet off and oh, <laughs> weird shit. But would you rather do it to a doll or your daughter? You know, like... Dave, Damn, he, he went there. Yeah, and all. yeah he took it right there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a fair thought process. It I really know. is. That, I love it. It's better than it happens even, to a and doll. And even so, it's just a fucking doll. But at like, the same time, you're also encouraging this by allowing... Listen, it's, it's just a doll. And not even for the dark and violent fantasies, like for the actual act of just sex itself. What if there's for, for guys the, who for don't... For those of you who are listening at home, Bill has an erection right now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's poking through the top of the table. Yeah. Ping! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, I don't know if you guys read the other articles, but this place got shut down already before it even opened. Yeah, yep. yeah City of Toronto shut hell. it down. Yeah, it was, it was for... The, some zoning bylaw that they're not allowed to have, like, right. well, adult know, there, entertainment there, in that city. There was one in Philadelphia similar to that. Like, um, so, so a friend of mine, Jim Lopardo, is a guy who does a lot of recordings. Awesome engineer. Um, where his his studio was, um, right, right in Taconi. Um, the fucked up part is, on the first floor, there's a daycare, but the building upstairs was was bought or leased for a sex club oh my like, god i mean that was their thing it was no secret it was a sex club so you just go wow. and like you go and like hey want to bang and it's like well that's what we're here for <laughs> yeah no joke and i and i believe too they got shut down for you know it, it, the same reason zoning reasons well i mean they like they probably wrote a fine line between like adult entertainment and like a, yes. well, like it's a like, nightclub it's like capone going to prison for tax evasion i mean he got the hammer for tax evasion, but that's not really why he was in jail, right? right? So same yeah. thing. Like they got shut down for whatever it was, but for numerous reasons. Yeah. But yeah. it was a different reason. Yeah. On paper. But that's no joke. Like these things wow. exist. I guess Canada need another poutinery. But, I don't know. But when you're dealing with like real people, I get that. But you're dealing with a, a dude who just wants to get off. What if he is just isn't good with women and just needs that release? Why can't he go fuck a doll? Buy and a if, flashlight. Well, he, he, right, the thing right, is, he is that he that. can, but he needs to buy his own off the internet and have it shipped to his house and do it in right. the comfort of his own house. I don't know. I just don't see why it would be shut down. It's a why, wild why story. It's like a, I mean, there's only... Not that I'm you know, the expert on this topic, certainly not, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, reading, our, our fuckery topic this week is outraged. So all these fuckeries are going to be people who are outraged right. by shit. Yes, so yes. continue on, Simon. Sorry to interrupt. But the only successful sex doll brothel that I was able to come across in my research was in Germany. So it's not even right. tolerated. That has, a 70%, America, nobody, that has a 70% return rate, too. People yes. keep coming back. Yes, they so that's are. a successful business. They're pleased with the results over there. I guess they Dave, are. Dave, what do you think about a <laughs> fuck-a-palooza? <laughs> Everybody just comes and fucks. That's, that's what it is. Hey, hey, hey. That's only if the doll is willing to. Right. <laughs> you don't get rejected by the doll. All right. So we moving on to the next one? Bill, would you like to go? No, you. Me? Oh, it's me. Okay, so in honor of Dave being here, Grunge Palooza is our theme. I went with Pearl James News lately. 
Yep. August 13th, Missoula, Montana. They, uh, they caused a bit of a star with their poster. This concert poster depicted a burning White House and a bald eagle picking at the corpse of Donald Trump. Well, su- supposedly Donald Trump. They're surmising. It was not Allegedly, official. Allegedly, yes. Donald Trump. Right. <laughs> These people weren't 100% sure. They just assumed and then were outraged. Right. But this poster was designed by Pearl Jam's Jeff Ament, the bass player. He was, he was the one who thought up this idea, and he worked with his friend Bobby Brown, also known as Bobby Draws Skulls. Bobby! They released it. The concert was a fundraiser for uh, uh, Democratic Senator, I believe he is, uh, John Tester. And And then they have Tester flying on. Yes, Tester was on the tractor at the top of the poster. Yeah. And supposedly his uh, his opponent Matt Rosendale was depicted Mm -hmm. on there as well. I I don't know what he looks like, so I couldn't pick him Mm -hmm. out. But uh, people were furious about this. It has been all over the place. So we do live in a country of free speech, right? Yes. Alleged free speech. Well, which, Jeff Amen touched on that as well. Which we should be able to depict whatever we want. He's not killing the president. like. No, not for real, but he certainly upset a lot of people when he, when he chose to uh, illustrate it. So, so now, he, I mean, I love Jeff Amen. And Pearl Jam, and under the First Amendment, they've got the right to say what they want to say. Right, right. But they've definitely ruffled a few feathers doing it. So here, here's the thing: like, you know, I'm, I'm not a supporter of Trump. I mean, people can believe mm-hmm. what they want to believe, and, and I'm a huge fan of Pearl Jam. And even for me, it was kind of cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. And here's why. Because, yeah, they totally have the, the, the right to do it, and, and I support that absolutely. But here's the thing. What it did do is it, it pumped up the Republican base in a frenzy. So everybody and their mother is going to get out and vote Republican on that, you know, because so I'm worried that that kind of behavior's altering the election. It's not helping. You can, when you're approaching it like that, you can hurt your own cause more than help it. I mean, it just depends who who you're reaching, you know what I mean? And the way they're geared to, what's their demeanor, you know what I mean? Are they geared to say, I don't like this and do something logical or illogical? And I guess those people who aren't fans of that poster and and that situation are going to vote Republican just because of that poster, not because of the actual and this facts isn't, and this also and isn't the first time that Pearl Jam has done something. Like oh, this. not by a long shot. Like especially all those times that they, um, like uh, Eddie would cover songs that were like anti-Bush, Masters yes. of War, right? Oh, yeah, phenomenal cover. Yeah, phenomenal cover. While we're on the topic, but yeah, I mean Eddie's. You know, been known to chant "fuck you" at you know at Donald Trump during concerts and things like that. Mm-hmm. He's, I remember like he made up his own little song, oh, and yeah. I, I sang it to him the one day because we <laughs> went we went to a BP station to get gas. Was it Bush Leaguer? I don't I don't remember. That I remember, was, uh... remember hearing it maybe on MMR. And it was like somebody had like recorded it live or something like you that. You know, I remember listening it, to that. Remember him going, "Don't go, 
don't go BP Amico and he, everybody was chanting uh, and that was like the, you know the whole BP oil spill and yeah. you know all that stuff and it's like how how are you doing that and getting all those people to be like behind you it's crazy but I think you know government's scared of Eddie Vedder <laughs> and rightfully so Eddie's got a big following here uh but no, there was there was a lot of uh, a lot of uproar, a lot of outrage caused by this poster. Uh, a lot of Twitter, and the the poster was posted on Twitter, of course, Instagram, all of that. A lot of you know responses. Uh, and I look today; it's still posted, so yeah. they don't give a fuck. No, they don't no. care. Yeah, they, uh, should. they should. If they're going to do it, you got to do it. You own know it. What I mean? Own like, it. Yeah, you, live up to it. Yeah. Jeff exactly. Amon was quoted: "The role of artists is to make people think and feel, and the current administration has us thinking and feeling, as reported by a consequence of sound." I was the sole conceptualist of this poster, and I welcome all interpretations and discourse. Love from the First Amendment, Jeff Amen. There so, I mean, go. he Boom. knows people are pissed. He just doesn't care. He knows he has a right to do it, right. and that's as an, fine. As an artist, you really shouldn't care when, when, when you're on a political landscape, as long as it doesn't... As long as you're not saying, go kill Trump. Right, like, yeah, don't encourage somebody to just follow through like, a crazy right. illustration, but... I mean, you have the the right to, to draw whatever you want, I guess. But, I mean, the crazy part is I looked online, and you could buy these things for 150 bucks, sold out right away. And I checked eBay, 320 buy it now price. So, I mean, these things are circulating Of course, fast. yeah. Everybody, it's a piece of history now. And they're selling back and forth. This was August 13th, so it's, it's a, not even a month old. It's a piece old. of Pearl Jam history now. It's, yes. So when you go back, or when you go 40 years into the future, and people are looking back at Pearl Jam's history, and they're going to be like, oh, I have this this poster. Yeah. Yeah, that one's going to elicit some stories. <laughs> It'll be on Pawn Stars in 2050. <laughs> So, on to the next one? Yeah. Alright, so, there's this bride that uh, was pissed at her friends for refusing to pay $1,500 to go to her wedding. (laughs) It's like a ticket price to go to her fucking wedding. What? I absolutely love this. Hold on, hold on. Dude, I laughed so hard. So she... (laughs) Wincing in pain. Right. Bear with us, everybody. How, Vinny needs a minute to process. How much money? $1,500. <laughs> For tickets to her wedding. It wasn't so much like a ticket, but it was she wanted people to donate to her wedding because she wanted to be a Kardashian for the day. So on top of the $15,000 that <laughs> no, they no, saved. Stop. Stop. Right, right. <laughs> stop. He is outraged. These are guests. Guests, yes. At your wedding. Correct. They're coming to see you on your day. Like, listen, like, I, I had a wedding, so, you know, I invited people. I'm not thinking, like, oh, I'm charging them at the door. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, no, she was charging them at the, before the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. She said, mail it to me a couple weeks ahead of time, mm-hmm. and then I'll see you when you get there. She served McDonald's dollar menu. That was the messed up part. Right? Can it, <laughs> does it say how old this woman is? Uh... It said that she was is 19, she a, is 19 she, when she met her husband. Is she 20 a part of my generation? Kid, I want to know that right now. she was 23 when she was getting married. Is she she, this, is just, this is a new article, so yeah. She's younger than us? Yes. I don't want to live on this earth no more. <laughs> <laughs> if, she, it, if this is where 
everybody's headed, and then 20 years from now, you have to pay to go to somebody's wedding? I don't think so. I think this girl is a very special case. She made it clear if you can't contribute, you weren't invited to her exclusive wedding. It's a a once-in-a-lifetime party. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I could do at 1500 Not give it to you. (laughs) Well, that's basically what everybody said. Everybody told her to get fucked. Yeah. Like, nobody wanted to come Everybody anymore. But, but she ended up saving $15,000 for the wedding, which, I mean, should be enough for your wedding in the first place. Like, you really so. shouldn't spend more than that, because then it gets... The, yeah. In it's, my opinion, I just... I, I just can't imagine a need for but anything. But her maid of honor offered to give her $5,000, and the groom's parents offered 3000 on top of the 15000 So now she's $23,000. If that's not enough, I don't know... Her maid of honor is willing to give her five G's. That's what it said. That's what the article said. I need to be friends with her. I know. Right, right. right. That's just... But think I think of all the sex dolls you could buy with that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, after everybody was backing out, our maid of honor backed out too, and she was furious. So she ended up canceling the whole fucking wedding. <laughs> And, like, she broke up with her her uh, fiancé. The whole thing was over. Yeah, yeah, she had she a kid with him, too, and she ended the whole relationship. Right, well, like, I want to know what her fiancé said about any of this. Um, Does there, he comment? There is a huge, uh, like, dialogue that I can read you if, if you want to. I just want to know how, like... Is he just letting but her I didn't, run the I, show? I didn't see much of. What and it's just like, oh, I'm, I'm charging I everybody. Man, I what I read, I didn't see a lot of. Yeah. What, so like, basically, what she said after everybody backed down, she's like, "How is this supposed to happen uh, without a little help from my friends?" To make matters worse, my ex's family took back their offer. Suddenly, more people backed out, including the cunt maid of honor, my best friend since childhood, my second family. I was so shocked. So then she set up a. Before that, she set up a GoFundMe page, which only got 250 bucks. So she was probably really pissed about that, too. And then she said, I need to get away from this awful society. How hard would it have been to fucking donate f- t- or f- yeah, to my, for my friends to fucking donate? Do I even matter to you? <laughs> uh, friendly reminder, don't think you own me. I'm cutting all of you snakes off. I'm living my life alone now. Right, but... I mean, what does my fifteen hundred bucks get me? Uh, Two. Probably the same thing that every other that would at any other wedding. Just dinner, and you get to just be there. Yeah, you get to be in her presence. Oh my God. Isn't that enough, Vinny? Hasn't she done enough for you already? <laughs> Fucking shoot me. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to know what he had had to say because if I was her fiance and I'm just sitting like in the background like oh yeah I'm just gonna charge everybody $1,500 I'd have been like bitch <laughs> have you lost your mind he had a kid with her prior to that so it was probably like you know what I just gotta go along with this it's just gonna make my life easier in the long run that's what I would do right. diapers diapers yeah. <laughs> diapers fuck oh. yeah so that's it that's just uh, that one is something else, man. I laughed for a while after reading that one. That's it's special. Some people on this earth are special people. People just take stuff too far, man. Way I, too far. But the problem is, and I, we talked about this before, 
she wanted to be a Kardashian for the day. That's your first problem. Kardashians are fucking this whole world. <laughs> yeah, that's well, exactly. at least honestly, at least the youth at, at their wedding. I'm sure they're the ones giving out the gifts. Like they probably have extravagant gift bags they give out to their guests because they have millions and millions of right. dollars. And they don't need gifts from anybody to recoup some of the money from their exactly. wedding. Exactly. Exactly. That's crazy. And so, Dave, do you have a fuckery? Yeah, mine is um, something that kind of hits me this time of year, every year, um, since I was a wee lad. And it's those cockroach cowboy fans. And, and, and let me elaborate on that because uh, if you're from Dallas or Texas or hell, if you're, if you're from the south, the, the Midwest, south part of the country, and you're a cowboy fan, all right, cool. You should be. It's a fair range. That's where you're from. Yes. You're, you're, from, right. you're from Texas. You should be a cowboy fan. You, if you say water. <laughs> and you have a star on your hat I really have to resist the urge to throat punch you it, I, I, I get road rage almost like I'm driving back from Six Flags today and I see a, a truck with a big old blue star on the back and I'm just like what the fuck man like your parents are raised you wrong they did you dirty so I can't I can't deal with it so my my daughters, I got I have identical twin daughters who I've got pictures of them when they were like two wearing Eagles cheerleading outfits. Starting them and, off right. But but again, like go go be a cowboy fan if you're if you're from cowboy country. You should be. I don't want them wearing Eagles stuff when they're kids out there. Like, no, that's a violation. Thank you, Anthony. I did steal that from you, by the way. <laughs> um, but it's a stone violation. Like it just it curdles my blood. And, and, like, I went to um, the, the open training camp um, a couple weeks ago, and it was amazing. So the whole lower level of the, the link was, was filled. Right. And there is one dude comes in with a Cowboys jersey on. And I don't know if the guy lost a bet. And maybe he's a really an Eagles fan. He lost a bet. I don't know. Maybe he's not. He could not sit anywhere. It was like Forrest Gump walking down the bus can't sit here you know like he, <laughs> oh, nobody yeah, you are not welcome nobody he and he got booed by every single human being in that stadium it was <laughs> it was you know we talk about brotherhood with grunge palooza right it was like a total brotherhood of eagles fans and and it the, the coolest part was watching the players because obviously they they know what's going on it's training camp so that's mm-hmm. not like their heads in a game laughing their asses off at this clown it was amazing so that dude's got some some brass balls to show up wearing a cowboy's jersey i I, man he must have lost a bet but yeah so so for me it's like there's so many excuses oh my dad's from 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 uh, dallas you know there's this there's that no sorry dog's cousin walked through You're, you're born here even if if i moved to Texas. It's, it's funny. I'm just looking at an article here that says uh, three bullshit reasons yeah, lay it why on. you're a, a Cowboys Let fan. Let me refute each one of them. And one of them was my dad was a Cowboys fan. <laughs> Something wrong with your dad too, bro. <laughs> I've been a Cowboys fan from the beginning. Um, and then I liked the star. I liked the that's, star. That's an interesting... Oh my god. Uh, the, the only time you get to say that is if you're under 10 years old. Alright? <laughs> I like the color. And the it goes on to say, my mom bought me a little cowboy pajamas uh, when I was three, and I've liked them ever since. My bed frame was shaped like a football, and I had cowboy sheets. That sounds like cowboy I like the colors. 
Like, that's the reason you're a fan of this team? Because you like the colors? So the, the, okay. the, the greatest thing I, I saw on the internet, I think, ever, was um, it was you know a meme of h- how Eagles fans watch Super Bowl highlights. And it was, you know, like Blu-ray and, you know, <laughs> all this, you know, great stuff. And, and then it was how Cowboy fans do. And it showed some beat raggedy-ass VHS cassette. <laughs> yeah, you got to blow the dust off it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, don't do that in my city, man. Don't be no. Cowboys yeah. fans, Philly yeah, fans are be, super passionate. If you yeah, want to be absolutely. a Cowboys fan, move to Dallas. Just go. Or just be undercover Cowboys fan. I, no, just, I, I just think go, yeah, one go of to our the friends. Game, that no. defeats the purpose, man. They want they want to be out there and looked at and get the attention. I swear to God, that's half of it. One of our friends is a Cowboys fan, a very devout Cowboys fan. I'll give it to him. Who? Who, yeah. Just say it. We'll bleep it up. Oh, yeah. Don't let... No. <laughs> don't let him around me wearing Cowboys gear because I, I don't care. I don't oh, care no. how good of a man you are. I will choke you out. <laughs> like This goes back a good couple of years, but he came out... It was like shortly after Christmas or something, I so think. He came out? He like came as in, if he no, was... No, he came out the one <laughs> As if he was gay? Like, I'm coming out to you as yeah. a Cowboys no, fan. No, he came out to hang out the one night with us. But, uh... He was wearing this brand new Cowboys fleece. It didn't last five minutes. Somebody flicked a cigarette at it, oh. and shortly afterwards, it was set on fire. Oh, <laughs> it was just that's fun. You can't wear Cowboys gear in Eagles territory. Like, it's oh, one of like, those yeah, I'm cold. What am I going to do? I'm like, oh, you can you can wear my Eagles hoodie. <laughs> no, no, he can't. Yeah. He, he can't. He, he can't. It. Yeah, this is your punishment for wearing now Cowboys. You don't stuff. even get to wear Eagles gear. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm already. I start my son on it right now, um, and he's four, about to be five. And anytime football's on in the house, it's like, oh, who's playing? I was like, the Eagles. He's like, I love the Eagles, <laughs> you know. And he he's starting to learn a song. He goes, Fly Eagles, fly. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, that's my boy. Wipe away a tear from your eye, right? <laughs> And I was like, uh, "You done good, Vin." <laughs> he said something like uh, something about the Cowboys, and I was like, "No, <laughs> not in this house. Never in this house. You bleed green, boy." <laughs> <laughs> and like he looked at me like in terror. Like, All right, so here okay, you go. Dad. <laughs> yes, which one's worse? Your son grows up to be a Cowboys fan, or he grows up to be a world class ballet dancer oh cowboys fan <laughs> listen make no, it, no, if no, you no, make no, his, let me clarify no strings attached he, he literally is just an amazing ballet dancer i'm not insinuating anything else i his tutu can I have the care. eagles logo on <laughs> don't care yeah 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 he will never be a cowboys fan i will send him to Juilliard for ballet, if that's what he <laughs> wants to do. That's the right answer. That's, that's interesting. We don't we don't do that Cowboys bullshit. Yeah, there's there's no no Cowboys fans. The fuck out of here. I, I'd, I'd get my son killed because I got like, I'm a Cowboys fan. Okay, buddy, whatever you want. Because I don't give a fuck about sports. So whether you're a Cowboys fan or a yeah, yeah, all these years, Bill's been the only one who just never never got into sports with the rest of us. Only fighting. It's so funny. MMA, yeah, UFC, I'm all about it. Right. I, I can imagine, like, Bill walking in with, like, 
not knowing that he bought like a Cowboys thing. Where so I'm not that naive to sports. Right. I would know if I bought right. a Cowboys piece of gear. Uh, right, but it, like, say if like he just like picked it up because he needed it, like a you know shirt or whatever because of whatever reason. And I seen him wearing it. I'd be like, yeah, you can't wear that in here. <laughs> like, kick you, me out of our apartment. Yeah, you leave that outside. Changing the locks. So, uh, yeah, these are some good fuckeries. But I think it's time to uh, play some music, Dave. Should be interested in doing some songs with us. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, so I think you can go first, Simon. You want me to go first? Yeah, we're going to do uh, Simon and Dave are going to do Nutshell. By Alice in By Chains. By Alice in Chains, of course. Damn it, Bill, what happened to the Fiji? <laughs> <laughs> That was dope. That was, that dope was as fucking fuck. awesome. 
Thanks, guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. So, so the setup here, by the way, is we are in two totally separate rooms. So, uh, you know, I, I'm in the kitchen, and he's in the living room, but we made it work. Yeah, the only way our podcast is going to work is we're recording it in uh, Vinny and Mai's apartment, and uh, it's small. So, did I spoil the illusion? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, th- I think it's best some glamorous studio. I think it's best to be uh, to be honest. Well, that's that's where all the good shit comes from, man. Right. No. Homegrown. We're not trying to to sugarcoat things or make things seem like they aren't. We're fucking doing a podcast in a kitchen, and that recording is going to sound amazing. Recorded in my apartment with very cheap microphones. Watch. <laughs> all right. How do you feel about doing plush, Dave? Let's from, do it. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots. The, the official purple to the purple to the core guy going to do some uh, official plush. purple to the core guy, right?
the dogs begin to smell her? Yeah, Brian, where you at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian, where you at? <laughs> I invited you. You didn't want to come. <sighs> All right. So, thanks, so, so, so one more thing. I, I brought a couple uh, Grunge-a-Palooza shirts for you guys. And uh, as you promised earlier, Bill, uh, we would give out our uh, Hollow Chord podcast word of the day. Right. So without further ado... <laughs> That word is, just because it's the thing I'm looking at, uh, it will be black tea, because that's what you're drinking. The word black is tea. black tea. So the first two people to comment on your page, black tea, will win a Grunge-a-Palooza shirt. Let's, let's make it even more vast. On Instagram, uh, Twitter as well. Open to all platforms. Open all platforms. Okay. First two, black tea. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. You got yourself Grun- a, you yourself a Grunge Palooza shirt. And you could wear that Grunge Palooza shirt to the September 8th gig if you listen to it before September 8th. Right. And if I see you there wearing that shirt, mm. high, five. <laughs> and, high five. And if you're wearing a Dallas Cowboys jersey, punch in the face. Yeah, you're getting choked out. Get <laughs> out of my city. Up. Hey, thank you guys. It's really been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you having me out. No problem. Um, yeah, thanks for I just want to do one more thing before we uh, end this thing here. It's a little segment I like to do called This Guy's Got Jokes. He got jokes. That's a good one. So, real quick, uh, I saw this earlier, and I laughed at it. If you guys don't, then, you know, go to the store and buy yourself a sense of humor. (laughs) So, a guy driving in a car with a blonde, he told her to stick her head uh, out of the window to see if his blinkers were working. So she ended up sticking her head out the window, and she says, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. I'm glad we hung on for that. (laughs) Wait, I got one. I got one. Hang on. on. Can I I add? Absolutely. Absolutely. Include whatever you want. I'm going to get in trouble for this one. Yeah, we're doubling down. So so how did... uh, did We'll we'll bleep anything that's too offensive. No, no, (laughs) no. Oh, man. Never mind. No, go go for (laughs) it. Go for it. How did Helen Keller break her arm? Reading road signs. (laughs) Why is Helen Keller's leg wet? Her dog's blind, too. (laughs) What's Helen Keller's favorite store? Wawa. Oh, man. That's my favorite store, too, though. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. That's right. Now that we're on that topic, I'll add... Uh, two more to that. Uh, 
what did Helen Keller do when she fell down the well? Oh, no. She screamed her hands off. <laughs> uh, how do you punish Helen Keller? Rearrange your furniture. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's oh, some that's... fucked up shit right there. <laughs> we all fucking hate Helen Keller. Oh, God. Do we need to edit this whole end piece? No. <laughs> no. Like Vinny said, if you don't have a sense of humor... Go to the store and Go buy one. <laughs> so, uh, you want to close this off in? All right, everybody. Uh, make sure you like us, share us, subscribe to us, tell your mother about it. Uh, you can find us at www.facebook.com slash the hollow cord podcast. Also on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash the hollow cord podcast on Instagram at the hollow cord podcast all one word and on twitter at fuckery of the day that would have also been the hollow cord podcast but it was taken yeah somebody tried to take that shit bitches which is weird it wasn't taken on any other platform but on twitter it wasn't allowed or it might have been too long i don't know if it was taken or it was too long either way fuckery of the day is what it is good 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 yeah you can download every episode on itunes now as well and um we are coming to all the other major platforms, platforms all the come. podcast platforms. Yeah, it just takes time. We do this all ourselves, so and hopefully soon on YouTube as well. Right, we will be on YouTube on all the platforms. Everywhere we can get a podcast, we are going to be. Um, and we are also working on the appearance of all of our social media as well. Right, we're coming again, to haunt you. Takes time, but we will. Uh, we will be even more legit than we are now. So again, thanks, Dave. Thanks for coming out. Thank this you, really guys. Appreciate, appreciate you. All right. See y'all again next time. We out.